Welcome to the house. We hope this podcast blesses you and encourages you. Enjoy. Thank you so much for this house. I thank you so much for this opportunity to speak tonight, Lord. I just ask that your voice be magnified through mine. I ask that you show up tonight. We just love you. And in Jesus name we pray. Amen. All right. How is everyone doing tonight? Thumbs up. Awesome. (laughs) So tonight I wanted to talk to you about investments, but specifically investing in yourself and investing in God. Now, at the beginning of this year, I didn't write out a big goal list like I usually do. And to be completely honest, I really just wanted this year to be less traumatic than 2020. So going into 2021, I didn't have any grand plans for myself. I just wanted to be happy and to be at peace. And so I want to give you a little timeline of an investment that I made in myself before we jump into the Bible story that we're going to read today. So it starts on January 6th, which was when our capital was stormed. Now, I'm not a political person and I'm not going to get into politics, but for some reason, this event, um, for some reason, made a shift in my mind. I was so engulfed in the media coverage. And honestly, I just felt like I was constantly being distracted by things going on in the world. I rode every emotional roller coaster there was to ride in 2020. And I really allowed just the state of the world to get inside of me. So something snapped after that. Um, I can't tell you exactly why, but I just felt like I was finally waking up. Um, I had been making financial investments for our future, but I wasn't making any investments in myself. I was frustrated that these terrible things kept happening in the world and that I was allowing every negative emotion to live in my head rent-free. I was, well, I found myself carrying other people's burdens. I was stricken with anxieties and I had no rhythm to my days or my weeks. And frankly, I was just tired. One of my favorite quotes that I want to share with you today is an unfed mind will devour itself. And so for me, Heather, to be at the peak of who I am, I have to be creating, learning, growing, or evolving in some way, shape, or form. And so I realized that I had spent almost a year of my life waiting. Now, what was I waiting for, you ask? I'm not too sure. (laughs) I don't actually know. But it was this constant feeling of waiting and this state of limbo. And like the quote said, I genuinely felt like my mind was devouring itself. And so one morning I was listening to a song and I wanted to learn the lyrics. And this verse really stood out to me and it really got me thinking. The verse says, we're all afraid to fly, yet we still try. Be brave enough to see what's on the other side. And so, I mean, I get deep with music, but this just made me think about a version of myself that I could be if I wasn't so scared to just try. And so I was desperate to see what was on the other side of who Heather could become. On January 7th, I was praying some pretty desperate prayers and I felt this need or urge to pull out a piece of paper and just start writing things down. I started writing down every goal I had for myself in 2021, and I tried to be as realistic as possible. From who I wanted to be in ministry, my health goals, 
financial goals, goals for healing in areas I knew I still needed to work in, goals for my marriage and friendships. I must have written for about two hours in detail who I wanted Heather to be by Christmas. So on January 8th, I began to pray and I would take this list with me um, to the shower. I would tape it to the outside and I would read it while I was in the shower. I'd brew on it while my conditioner sat. I would tape it to my mirror while I got ready in the mornings. I would uh, take it to bed and just read it over and over and over and over again. Um, and I even shared the list with my husband as well. Now, I didn't think I was going to achieve every goal overnight, but at least I had this outline of what I wanted for myself. So the day that I officially took action was January 26th, which was my first meeting with my business partner, Dom. I had a business idea. I had different things working themselves out to align for my next goal and my next goal. And to be honest, somewhere in maybe February, I forgot about the goal or I forgot about the list. I was taking steps towards my goals. I was moving. Um, there was action behind it. And so I wasn't reading the list every day, which I still should have had, by the way. It wasn't until um, last week that something made me want to go look at the goal list that I had created. And as I was looking at this list again, I had forgotten some of the things that I even put there in the first place. And I was in just a total state of shock looking at this list and seeing all these changes that I wanted to make in my life. Now this list was only created 85 days ago. And in this moment, I was able to check off a handful of goals that I already achieved. Now, to be completely honest, I cried and I was overwhelmed. And for the first time in a long time, I was just proud of myself again. On January 8th, I made an investment that I needed to make in myself. Um, and I made sure that God was at the center of every decision that I was making. I wanted to make an investment in my growth, my health, my independence, uh, my walk with God, and just frankly, any other part of my life that I felt just needed to be brought to the next level. Making an investment in yourself with God's help is literally one of the only investments you will ever make that has a guaranteed return on it. Now, when we put our ideas and wants in God's hands, he makes them better than we could have ever imagined. So I wanna share, um, and I wanted to share this timeline with you, not to boast, but just to show you firsthand that when we write down our goals, when we invite God into our plans, and when we take that first step of faith, God is going to give us the knowledge and roadmap that leads us to our goals or greater goals. And so I want to jump into a story in the Bible. Um, I'll give you guys a second if you want to read along. It's going to be Matthew 25, verse 14 through 30. Uh, again, Matthew 25, 14 through 30. And I'm going to read from the NLT version. It's a little long, but I read fast, so we'll be fine. Um, but I want to jump in here. Uh, it's called The Parables of the Three Servants, which I'm sure most of you have heard this story. But it's a story of three men making different decisions about an investment. So if you want to get your Bibles out, we're going to start Matthew 25, starting in verse 14. It says, again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. 
He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last. Dividing it in proportion to their abilities, he then left on his trip. The servant who received five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. Now, after a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give account of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest and I have earned two more. The master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If, I, if you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to, one, give it to the one with the 10 bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have abundance. But for those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into our dark out, outer darkness, where he will be weeping and gnashing a teeth. A little harsh, but I get it. <laughs> this story is one of my favorite examples of really utilizing what God gives us. When we are humble and when we take, uh, when we step out and take risks and when we have an attitude of gratitude, God knows that we can handle more. And so I'm going to touch on this story in, in just a moment. Before I jump into um, some points that I want to make for this evening, I do want to give some examples of what kind of investments that we can be making in ourselves. So for me personally, I lost my job, but that was also a place where I could create and build as well. So for me, I wanted my independence back in that area. I wanted something where I could build and create and ultimately was gonna gain me financial freedom. But making an investment in yourself can look like quitting a habit that is stunting your growth or walking away from people that no longer serve you, digging deep and healing from past trauma fixing a negative mindset, bettering your physical health, bettering your mental health, starting a business, or anything that you feel can invest, that you can invest time and energy into now for a better future. And so I have some points to go over tonight. Number one. So my first point that I wanna say is find your starting point and pray, pray, pray. Now, I added the word pray here three times because it is so important that we invite God into our plans 
and that we tell him our wants and we allow him to shape them into something better. Now, this next sentence, I am going to repeat twice. We have to remember that answered prayers don't always show up the way that we thought they would. One more time. We have to remember that answered prayers don't always show up the way that they thought we thought they would. I can tell you now that the vision that Dom and I had for our company on January 26th is completely different and better than what we originally had. I want to uh, use the three servants as an example. Now, all of them had the same starting point, which is the fact that their master gave them a sum of money and that they knew their master was not going to be planting or harvesting any crops while he traveled. So all three of them knew that they had an opportunity to take a risk and invest even just a portion of that silver that they were given in order to get a return for their master. Now, for me, this time around um, was knowing that I had more in me. That was my starting point and writing down what that more looked like. And, you know, that list that I had created for who I want Heather to be by Christmas, that was really my starting point. But I am going to be humble and honest with you and say that, you know, today's Heather can write down a spreadsheet of goals and I can itemize them and work through them. But when I first started my walk six years ago, I remember my starting point. And my starting point was just that I wanted to keep my word and I wanted to do what I said I was going to do. Maybe for a lot of you, that's not hard, but the lifestyle that I was living that was very difficult for me. And it took a lot of work to, to do that. Uh, Danny taught me very early on not to overcommit and to show up for just the one thing a week that I had committed to. And so I just wanna be honest, we all have a starting point. I'm obviously at a level now because I've gradually gotten here, but I just wanted to be honest and trusted. And that was where I originally started. So we just have to find our starting point for ourselves. Number two is take the risk. Now, this question was presented to myself and a few others through some leadership material that Danny sent us this week. And I wanted to share the question with you because when it was presented to me, I found it really profound and I found myself asking it throughout the week. And so the question is, based on who you want to become and what you want to do, what risk do you need to take? I'm gonna read that one more time. Based on who you want to become and what you want to do, what risk do you need to take? Now risk is making a decision while there is uncertainty. And it's knowing that the outcome might not end up exactly as you pictured. But no matter what it is that you do, taking that first step of faith can be a risk. But we have to trust that that God has a plan for the idea of change or growth that he's planted in your mind already. Now, there's one major thing that sets apart the three servants in Matthew 25. Now, two of the servants took a risk, and in return, they doubled the silver coins and impressed their master, who then gave them more responsibility. But the third servant made no efforts on the opportunities that were presented to him. And instead, he operated out of fear. Now, here's the bottom line. 
The bottom line is that there is no return without risk. So even though I prayed for a business idea, it's still a risk to start it. And there's still startup costs and investments that we're making that are adding up. Yet we are blessed because God is directing us in better directions than when we started because we've kept him in the middle. And my last point I have is to be consistent. Now, there's a simple quote that I love. Um, It says, you will never change your life until you change something you do daily. Now, the secret of your success is found in your daily routine. So after you take your first step, after you take your initial risk and start going after what you want, be consistent. One of the greatest lessons I've learned in life about developing my character and trust with others is consistency. It's in the small things that we do daily that give us the biggest results. Uh, Start small and continue to be grateful and consistent in the small things. I wanted to pause for just a second and remind you that although I made my list and although I took the risks and I'm taking my steps out in faith, it's still not easy. And I can tell you that God honors consistency. Now, I'm going to be very vulnerable with you and say that after I made that list and after I started taking my first steps was when all of the doubt and the enemy just tried to attack my mind. It's really just such an easy opportunity for the enemy to show up and just steal my joy. But God shows up in the consistent moments. So after we got our office space for the business is when I just started having these doubtful thoughts, which I'm sure some of you have had as well. You know, who do I think I am? (laughs) I'm looking at this list that I created and I'm going from nothing to I want this by December, you know, and so I'm thinking to myself, like, who do I think I am? (laughs) And so there was one very specific day that was the absolute hardest. I wasn't feeling good. I was anxious and I just kept thinking in my head, like, am I really needed? Like, do I really need to go to the office? Like, do I really need to be there? And to be honest, I just wanted to hide. I just wanted to stay home. I just wanted to go back to sleep. And I couldn't gather myself to put on makeup and do my hair, get on a cute outfit. I just, I just sat and cried and I really just let fear just take over me. And I remember hearing God's voice as I was sitting there crying. And he said, just move. And so in that moment, I got up and I packed my laptop up and I grabbed my car keys and I cried the entire way to the office. (laughs) And when I arrived, you know, I told Dom, I'm just having a rough morning, but I want to work. And within minutes, I realized why I was there. Within minutes, I realized my business partner is going to support me even on days when I look like a bum. And within minutes, we started to get work done. And that was actually the day that we created the majority of our website. And so sometimes being consistent is just showing up. I said I would show up, so I did. I was not cute. I did not feel good, but I got there and we did the dang thing. And it was awesome. So I just want to remind you that you have to show up for yourself, even when the enemy is in your head, making you question your worthiness. Because when we have faith and we just move, God will take it from there. You know, that day was so productive and I went home feeling so victorious and so proud of myself 
and I probably cried again on my way home just because I was so happy that I just got there, that I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish, regardless of the doubt, regardless of the, you know, anxiousness, because that's going to come with us. Um, you're going to question yourself, but we have to move because on the other side of fear is glory. And so to wrap this up, um, and I know I'm a little early, sorry. But to wrap this up, we have to find our starting point and we have to pray on it. We must take a risk for the return and we must be consistent. And my last thought for this evening is about the third servant who buried his money. I think about the fact that hiding something or just merely putting it away, it just, it doesn't get us anywhere. We can't just put away the ideas and the gifts and the resources that God gives us and do nothing with them. Because we've learned in Matthew 25, verse 29, to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. I believe that there is greatness in every single one of these squares that I see tonight. I truly believe that. But I also believe that greatness is only achieved by those who pursue it.